Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. My name is Laurence, and I am a holistic nutritionist and health coach, and I'm the host of this podcast. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. Please consult with your medical provider or practitioner for your own needs and to assess what is best for you. So if you haven't gotten to know me a little bit already, as I mentioned, I am a nutritionist and health coach and I specialize in PCOS because I have PCOS, I've battled with it for years and I've seen so many improvements with my health health and the women that I coach. And I'm just so passionate about educating people about this and how you can manage it holistically. So that's what I do. And today I really wanted to talk about what to do when you get a PCOS diagnosis because I see so many women complain about what they should be doing, about how confused they are, and I totally get it. I have been there. It is a very confusing world out there with PCOS. If you go down the Google rabbit hole, the Facebook groups, if you go on social media, you are constantly bombarded by diets and supplements to try, and this worked for me, and this worked for me, and this didn't work for me, and there's just so many opinions, and it can be so overwhelming that you don't even want to start because you don't know where to start, and you just think there's way too many things going on. So I totally get it, and I don't want you to go down this pathway that I went down, which was the Google scroll hole, and this is basically before Instagram, but... I'm looking for, you know, the next supplement, the next diet to try and just being super frustrated and spending all my money and my time and just wasting a lot of time. And it was definitely not something that I would recommend doing for you. So if you're somebody who is diagnosed with PCOS, you think you have PCOS, you know somebody who has PCOS, um, today's podcast is going to talk about what to do when you get a diagnosis and what to really focus on starting out. So the first step is to get the proper testing. Obviously you wanna make sure you get the proper diagnosis with your doctor for PCOS. I'm not gonna get into that, but obviously that is the first step. Uh, but it's just important to know that there's many differential diagnoses that your doctor will have to rule out before diagnosing PCOS because there are going to be many mimicking conditions like hypothalamic amenorrhea, hypothyroidism, and hyperprolactinemia. And some conditions can also go hand in hand with PCOS. For instance, low thyroid is one of them. So very, very common among PCOS women. And again, the symptoms can mimic PCOS. So blood testing can help to assess if you have other underlying conditions and also verify what you need to focus on with your PCOS. So for instance, if you discover that you have insulin resistance, your treatment and protocol will be specific to managing blood sugar and insulin. And this is where testing can give you more answers and help you decide where to focus your attention on and look at the proper treatment. So if you'd like to know more, I do have a free guide uh, that I will put in the show notes that you can download. Just some tests I usually recommend asking your doctor that can give you more information about what's going on and what are some things that might be um, red flags for you. Number two would be what's on your plate. So really focusing on what you're eating. Obviously, as a nutritionist, can't deny the importance of nutrition and with PCOS, the lifestyle and eating habits can actually make a huge difference for you and pretty quickly. And this is where um, it's really nice to see because the changes that you make in terms of how you're living, what you're eating, what you're putting on and in your body will make a very big difference for your PCOS. And this is where the holistic management comes into play. So we really want to look at crowding our plate with 
abundance of whole foods, you know, really nutrient rich foods and taking out the stuff that is in our way. So offending foods would obviously be the classic offenders like hydrogenated oils, like the processed um, highly inflammatory fats, refined sugars and carbohydrates, alcohol, really processed and junk food we just don't want to be eating in general, but this is going to be even more detrimental to women with PCOS. Other foods that can be problematic with PCOS include dairy and gluten. You've probably heard of these before. Dairy contains IGF-1, so insulin growth factor, and this can spike insulin. Remember with PCOS, there is um, a high rate of insulin resistance. It's one of the driving factors. It occurs in at least 70% of PCOS women, and you don't have to have weight issues to be insulin resistant. So this can obviously worsen the insulin resistance going on in PCOS. And the casein protein in particular can be um, highly inflammatory. PCOS is characterized by a state of low-grade inflammation, so we don't want to put more oil on the fire. And these can both promote excess testosterone from the ovaries and contribute to hormonal imbalances. So obviously not good. If you do drink dairy, I recommend quality organic grass-fed at all times, as well as looking into alternatives like sheep or goat's milk, which have been shown to be less inflammatory, and a lot more people can tolerate those ones. Uh, one of the reasons is due to the content of A2 casein and not A1 casein, which is going to be associated with inflammation, so that means it's less inflammatory and easy to digest. So you might want to look into goat or sheep's milk. I really like goat feta once in a while, um, but I do usually recommend, you know, at least avoiding or minimizing dairy just because we are definitely eating a lot of it and a lot of the wrong, the wrong quality. And I do find a lot of people find that when they do eliminate it or minimize it, they don't really crave it as much. So a lot of us are, you know, craving those ice creams and cheeses and all of those types of foods. Most of them are going to be highly processed. So once you start to replace those with whole foods, your taste buds will actually change and you won't be having such a pull towards these foods. So dairy would definitely be one that I recommend playing around with, minimizing and avoiding. Gluten has also been shown to be Inflammatory in the intestinal tract, so it's more specifically can trigger intestinal permeability, has been shown to do this in all individuals. And this is obviously more of a problem for PCOS women who already have increased levels of inflammation and also a poor state of the gut. So removing gluten can definitely make a difference for many women. Though if you do follow a naturally gluten-free diet, this removes all of the packaged and processed foods, which is obviously going to make a big difference. So for me, if you are going gluten-free, please don't go to the gluten-free junk food aisle. This is not going to be helpful. Um, you want to go for you know the naturally non-gluten whole foods. I usually recommend removing these foods for at least a month and then reintroducing them to see if they're a problem for you or not. Um, but it is important to understand that some of the symptoms can be systemic and not immediate. So you might not really know that you have an issue with these foods until you do remove them. But then of course, I'm really about you know abundance and focusing on what you can eat, not just what you can't eat. It's more about choosing, so making a choice about eating the foods that make you feel good and that are actually going to contribute to your healing versus looking at a food that is quote unquote bad. So foods that you want to really look at including omega-3 rich foods, those are going to be the nuts and seeds, the 
like the flax seeds, the walnuts, uh, chia seeds, as well as wild fatty fish, really good source of omega-3. Antioxidant colorful plant foods, so the more vibrant and colorful they are, the more antioxidants they have. So these are going to be super important for reducing oxidative stress and inflammation in the body. Uh, plant proteins, I find that a lot of a lot of us are eating excess animal products, so excess animal protein. This can definitely drive up inflammation and cause issues with the microbiome and gut health. So it's not about removing all animal proteins. It's just about being mindful of the quality and the quantity. And I usually recommend people, you know, having a few plant-based meals throughout the week it can really be helpful for bringing down inflammation, helping with that gut dysbiosis by feeding our good microbiome. Quality animal products, obviously, you know, grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised, all of that, making sure that's good quality. And for me, the last point is really about fiber. So I talked about plants before, but I am such a big advocate of eating more whole food plant foods because these are not only going to help reduce inflammation, but also feed our microbiome, which is going to be such an important part in helping heal from PCOS. So these are just some little tips and tricks about what you can include in your diet and what you can remove. Um, again, this is going to be individual. It's really going to be different for each person, but this is usually what I see with my PCOS clients. And a lot of women see a big difference when they do implement these foods and remove the ones we talked about. Just a quick break to let you guys know that I'm hosting a free PCOS masterclass on the 14th of July at 9 a.m. PST. And that's going to be talking all about PCOS and what holistic management looks like. So going the natural route and addressing the root imbalances. So if you're interested, whether you're newly diagnosed, whether you're not sure if you have PCOS, you're confused about what to do, you've been doing the conventional route, you want to go natural, whether you have tried a lot of things and you're still confused, you're still feeling frustrated, not seeing results, please join us because this is going to be super valuable and giving a lot of information. And if you do know anybody who is struggling, please share and let them know because I know that this masterclass is going to help a lot of women with awareness and really knowing, okay, what are the things that we have to focus on here? So that is going to be on the 14th of July. Feel free to join. Um, live is obviously best because then you can ask questions, but if you can't make it, no big deal. All attendees will be sent a replay and you can just watch it on your own time. So I hope that you join us and the link is in the show notes. Number three would be find the right support. So there are many things you can do on your own with PCOS, but you can't do it all by yourself. You will need a team of support and this will probably include a mix of different people, such as your primary care doctor, OBGYN, nutritionist, dietitian, etc. These can also change over time with your needs. So you won't Maybe you won't always need the same person. You might be fluctuating. I've gone through different herbalists, naturopathic doctors, um, you know, a, a lot of different um, healing practitioners, and it's going to change with time and your needs, and you might also outgrow certain practitioners as well. So my biggest piece of advice would be to seek the right support from the get-go because relying on Google and social media to decide what to do next for your PCOS is a recipe for disaster. Believe me, I've tried it. I've seen so many women do the same. It's not good. So your needs will be unique 
so you can't expect to find the answers on Google. And this is where working with someone who would, will develop a customized approach for you and who will listen to you is going to be so crucial. So, so, so important that you find the proper support system because PCOS is not only going to affect you physically, but it also affects you mentally. So really important that you do find that good support system. And a support system that really respects you and takes your input seriously, because at the end of the day, it is your body. And if your physician doesn't take you seriously, brushes you off, doesn't give you any answers, then you are allowed to find a new one. Sorry to say, but <laughs> it is true. I see a lot of women get really frustrated with their physicians and think that they can't go find somebody new, but you absolutely can. And it's really up to you to surround yourself with that team that will be positive and support you with your journey. So you are not meant to do this alone, but I highly, highly encourage you to reach out for help, whoever that may be, um, and get your journey started because otherwise just relying on, again, the social media, the Google, all of those types of things, you could piece the puzzles together, but it's definitely gonna take a longer time. It's gonna take a lot more money and frustration. So from the get-go, I recommend finding somebody who knows what they're doing, who will support you, and who will really listen to you. So I hope that these were helpful. Um, to go over the summary, first one is get the proper testing, know what's going on, um, you know, do the proper lab work, etc. Number two, start with what's on your plate. So start with what you can control. I mean, that's really all that we can do. What is in our control? Our genes are not in our control. What we do and what we eat on a daily basis, how we think, et cetera. These are all in our control. And this is where epigenetics comes into play and has a huge impact on PCOS because it's not just about your genes. It's about what um, is happening in your environment because that's going to play a bigger part in my opinion. Number three is find the right support. So make sure that you find a positive support system um, that can help you navigate PCOS and that can really help you, you know, answer the questions that will get you to the next level and find long-term healing. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you do find any of these episodes helpful, I always, always appreciate a review on iTunes. Super easy to do. If you don't know how to do it, just Google it. It takes five seconds and it really does help me reach more people. I'd be really, really appreciative if you left a little rating or a review, comments, whatever. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. And I will also put in the show notes, I do have a holistic a PCOS support group on Facebook, um, which is a really great community if you need more support and you want to share your wins and struggles and meet other women with PCOS who are trying to find more of a holistic management of this syndrome. So I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can join. It's completely free and I would love to see you in there.